99.1, the sports animal, Vince Ferrara. So much going on in the National Football League, and thank goodness for it with everyone being in isolation with the coronavirus. But we're going to talk about the major news this week, and that's Tom Brady signing officially today with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And who else to talk about this issue and many other things than our friend from the Buccaneers Radio Network, 20-plus years on the game day broadcast of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You can find him on Twitter, at Buck Sideline Guy. The great TJ Reeves joins us here on 99.1, the sports animal in Knoxville. TJ, how are you? It is a pleasure to be with you. And do we have something to talk about as it relates to the Buccaneers? Uh, We've been like expectant fathers waiting for this, like the birth, waiting for this to happen. And now it's happened. It's official. Tom Brady will be wearing Buccaneer colors come this fall, Vince. And I know you you, uh, grew up here and spent a lot of time in the area. You just changed your logo and shade of orange for Tennessee orange in Knoxville, but you go back to the Buccaneers and the old orange. This is a this is a wild time. I have been in this area since the mid 1980s. Moving here with my family as a teenager, have seen a lot of bad Buccaneer football. Saw a Super Bowl run and a Super Bowl win with John Gruden. This is as crazy as it has ever been. Um, in a crazy time, in a serious time, in a crazy time, like you mentioned, but. Man, for a distraction from all else that we're facing, what what a moment, what a wild story, Tom Brady coming to the Bucks. You mentioned this being the wildest, craziest story and the most anticipated. So this surpasses any of the Gruden stuff or anything else that you've seen? That's about the closest thing that I can compare it to. Because if you remember, uh, the Buccaneers had come close in the NFC Championship game and lost to the greatest show on turf, Kurt Warner. Uh, Isaac Bruce, Marshall Falk, all those guys. They then came back the next two years and lost in the opening round of the playoffs primarily because they couldn't score, couldn't do anything offensively. And then suddenly, in the middle of the night, middle of the night on a Sunday night, they make the trade with Al Davis and trade incredibly four first-round and second-round picks and $8 million (laughs) to the Raiders to get him. And, And it was crazy here when that happened because... Uh, again, that was believed to be, and it turned out to be, about nine months later, the tonic that the Bucks were looking for. The offensive mind of Gruden put with Monty Kiffin's defense, and lo and behold, you win a Super Bowl. So that was a wild time. That was a wild time that week, that press conference. But I think this news, and we're not going to have a press conference. We're not going to have a formal press conference because of the coronavirus, and like you mentioned, isolation and everybody trying to be safe and social distancing, we'll get a press conference at some point, presumably later in the summer. But for right now, this is as crazy as that without the press conference and without all the hype. It's that nuts. We're talking about Tom Brady signing with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers with T.J. Reeves from the Bucks Radio Network, sideline reporter and host. Also, you can hear him call Hoops Games on the TuneIn app and a number of other outlets in terms of podcasts. We'll get to some of that that T.J. is doing in just a little bit. So, T.J., Brady choosing the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Why the Bucks do you think for Brady at this point? Great question, uh, because there was the lure of maybe Vegas and the, and the Raiders and Gruden, who we, who we mentioned in the first year in Vegas. There's the lure of Los Angeles and Hollywood, and the L.A. Chargers are in need of a quarterback with Phillip Rivers gone, and they need to sell tickets. Uh, and it's the number two media market. But uh, 
I mean, he'll speak for himself, but it's it's obvious. The weapons the Buccaneers have with Mike Evans and Chris Godwin at receiver, with two tremendous pass-catching tight ends, O.J. Howard, who the ball fans know all about from him playing at Alabama, Cameron Braid, an excellent underrated pass-catching tight end. I think he looked at this situation in particular with Bruce Arians as the head coach, who's been a quarterback whisperer, a quarterback guru for 20 years in the NFL, working with Ben Roethlisberger, working with Peyton Manning, working with Andrew Luck, all prior to coming to Tampa before he worked with Jameis Winston last year. I think you mix all of that together. The opportunity is there for him to succeed and succeed immediately and exponentially in this offense with Arians as the coach. Then you start talking about the warm weather, as you know, no state income tax, not nearly the traffic, the craziness, the hustle and bustle. Uh, you know, a lot of people wait till they're 65 to come retire to Florida, right? <laughs> well, Brady's apparently going to come at 43 for a couple of years to Florida, a little earlier than that, and experience what we have in the Sunshine State. So there, I think there was just a lot that appealed to him. Probably the biggest factor, though, was Bruce Arians being able to sell him on how ready this situation is to come in and win, Ben. Want to get to Bruce Arians and how that relationship between the two will work in a moment. We saw some details on the contract today from Adam Schefter. Two years, $50 million guaranteed, plus $4.5 mil per year in incentives that could get it around the $60 million mark. He cannot be traded, and he can't be tagged at all, whether it's franchise or transition. Is this a win-win type of contract and deal for both sides? How do you view it? I think so, yes, and this is obviously part of what led him to being a free agent right now is that he voided his deal, and the deal had it, and he could not be tagged, and uh, the franchise tag, and he could become a free agent if he wanted to. He put that in the deal a year ago when they restructured it. He took less money, and so then he exercised that. So I think it follows with what he was doing in New England. Um, but let's, let's be realistic. This is a short-term situation in Tampa Bay. How many more years can he play? I mean, he hasn't gotten here yet. Can he play three, four more? I mean, we're going to find out. But for right now, if you're the Bucks, you take this. You take whatever stipulations he wanted because you've got him for 2020 and 2021. For the next two years, you've got him and you've got a legit chance to go to and maybe win the Super Bowl. So I think they were willing to, to do that deal with him and, and then worry about what happens after the two years. Talking with T.J. Reeves at Buck Sideline Guy on Twitter from the Bucks Radio Network about Tom Brady officially signing with the Buccaneers today here on 99.1 The Sports Animal on Vince Ferrara. All right, the relationship between Arians and Brady. A lot of people have said, well, Arians likes to push the ball down the field. Brady can't throw down the field anymore. He's about the short passing game. How are these two going to mesh together to make this work? Great question. It's an unknown, but look, the bottom line is you're going to find ways to get the ball to Mike Evans and to Chris Godwin and to those tight ends. And, you know, a lot of people are reading into watching Brady a year ago. I mean, the offensive line was poor in New England. He didn't have somebody to vertically stretch the field the same way that the Bucks are going to have with the weapons that they have, and I think that will make a difference. Uh, his leadership, the, the fact that he has won dozens and dozens and dozens of important games, playoff games, Super Bowls, all of that is going to translate for the Bucks. Now, does that mean it's rubber stamp that they're suddenly going to be a 12 or 13 or 14 win team? No. Do we still have to see how the season plays out and how he holds up? Yes. But right now on paper, Arians is salivating. Byron Leftwich, the offensive coordinator, the former NFL quarterback, 
he's salivating with what they have here, and uh, it, it will look it will look totally different than what New England's offense looked like last year because New England didn't have near the, the the skill position firepower that the Buccaneers have. All things being equal here, that will make a difference. We've heard that free agents now are contacting the Bucks and saying, hey, I'm interested in going there now to play with Brady. <laughs> That's not a surprise. What are the other areas that you think the Bucks want to improve on with this team heading into next year? Well, they need some offensive line help on the right side. They've got a veteran, DeMar Dotson, who may have played his final game with the Buccaneers. He's been here 10 years. He's a free agent, so they may, they may have to make a move there. Uh, you know, there were rumors everywhere this week that Todd Gurley might end up with the Bucks. Well, as it turns out, on this Friday that we're talking, the Falcons gobbled him up quickly when the Rams released him and made him available. So that didn't take long. So now you'll go against Gurley with whatever he has left. There's question marks about his knee, but there's another SEC guy we're talking about. Now he's in Atlanta. You'll see him twice a year if you're the Bucks defense. Mm-hmm. The Bucks probably need some more help at linebacker. They got Devin White, the former LSU linebacker. They got a great Pro Bowl caliber linebacker that most of the NFL fans don't know the name, Levante David, but he's tremendous. Some secondary help, maybe at safety, but they have a lot of pieces in place, Vince, for this team. It's it's not as if this team is devoid of talent. And to circle back to it again, I think that's what appealed to Tom Brady. I think he very easily could look at the L.A. Chargers roster, for example, and their offensive skill weapons. And with the exception of Melvin Gordon and Keenan Allen, maybe he could look at that and say, uh, I got so much more in Tampa Bay to work with that probably appealed to him from a common sense standpoint. What about season ticket sales with the Bucks? I know the price of <laughs> tickets are going up, but are we talking about sellouts, you think, all this season? I think yes. Uh, at one point earlier in the week when the rumor was out there, the ticket waiting list on the Ticketmaster queue had over 6,000, over 6,000 people waiting, trying to grab the tickets. And we, don't, we won't know the schedule for a few weeks, and that may even be delayed because of what's going on with the coronavirus. But I, I foresee that they will announce at least three primetime games now. Buccaneers are usually fortunate to have more than one in a season. They'll have at least three. They might have four on the permanent schedule on Monday night, early on Sunday night, a Thursday night. He's that big a deal. I mean, let me whet your appetite for your audience that's there. Uh, it doesn't matter where you are. If you're in Knoxville, if you're in uh, Michigan or New Mexico or the moon, how about Tom Brady and the Buccaneers scheduled to play in Las Vegas against the Raiders on Monday night football? Uh, I think we would all take that as a standalone Monday night game right now, and let's look and see if it happens. Last thing on this, I've been asked this a number of times because people know that I'm from Tampa. I want you to summarize what Tom Brady to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers means to that franchise. Well, that's a great question uh, because this is a team that has lost, a franchise that has lost and lost and lost. Ten losing seasons in the last 12 years. They have been a punchline, a punching bag figuratively for so long. He means instant credibility he means uh that this team will now be taken seriously as a playoff if not super bowl contender immediately and it's it's fascinating when you play the what if game because the bucks were, were in the in the running with gruden as the coach and bruce allen as the gm to trade for brett Favre. but the packers had to trade him to who they wanted to trade him to and they didn't trade him to the bucks they traded him to the new york jets if you remember that story he played one year in new york they cut him and then he signed with the vikings and very nearly went to the super bowl Montana got traded to the Kansas City Chiefs. 
But you know what this situation is like real quick? It's a lot like Peyton Manning, back to him and back to your Knoxville ties here with your audience, when the Broncos landed Peyton Manning mm-hmm. after the Colts had cut him loose. There were questions, could he still play? What was going to happen? Well, it turned out that Manning made them into a Super Bowl contender and they won one. Uh, that's the same thing the Buccaneers are looking at here. Manning willingly went to Denver and said, I can make you a winner again, and that's what the Bucks are looking forward to with Brady, and this, this area is electric right now with the Brady news. With everything going on right now and sports mostly being shut down, especially with those live sporting events, there's no March Madness, there's no NCAA oh. tournament, which obviously hurts us all. I know you've done some conference tournament games, or you did a few before we got to the shutdown, Correct. and you also do a, a college basketball coast-to-coast podcast. Tell everyone about that. Okay, so what we decided to do, since we don't have the games this weekend, and this I, I know you're like me, this mm-hmm. weekend is like Christmas Day four times, to watch 48 games in four days and see all the drama and all the upsets. And I understand what's going on, and we all have to accept it. But it's the first time we've ever been without it like this. So it's like group therapy, Vince. So I decided to get some colleagues uh, on the College Basketball Coast to Coast uh, podcast and show. Uh, You can find it. Uh, right now at College Basketball Coast to Coast on Twitter, at CBB Coast to Coast. It's also streaming on the TuneIn channel. I put the links up uh, on my social. Uh, Mike DeCourcy of the Sporting News Hall of Fame basketball writers on there with me, as well as a couple of other of my colleagues and guests. We should have gotten Vince Ferrara on here, too, to reminisce about the first-round upsets and the first weekends of tournaments in years gone by. Tell stories, reminisce, and just have fun and have group therapy so thank you for the plug. If, if you're jonesing for no college basketball, and I know CBS is going to replay a bunch of the games Saturday and Sunday in the afternoon, championship games and that kind of stuff. There are games on YouTube, on the Internet that you can go back and watch. But if you're in your car, if you're driving around, you're looking for programming, you're not listening to the sports animal for whatever the, the reason is uh, there in Knoxville, go find our podcast because we spent about an hour and a half reminiscing about first-round upsets, crazy things in the first weekend, uh, we go all the way back, Vince, to Loyola Marymount of 1990 and that magical run after the death of their teammate, Hank Gathers. Uh, we talk about UMBC upsetting Virginia, all the 15 seeds beating two seeds, uh, and the first weekend in the magic of the tournament. So, again, it was therapeutic. So thank you for the plug. If they go find college basketball coast-to-coast on podcast outlets or on the TuneIn channel that's there, They'll enjoy getting to hear us reminisce for about an hour and a half and take your mind off of not having college basketball because it's tough for all of us, my friend. It is, and we've got great games in NCAA tournament history. First of 15 aired last night. More to come this weekend in those same time slots that you would normally get those live games right now here on 99.1 The Sports Animal. TJ Reeves, at Buck Sideline Guy on Twitter from the Bucks Radio Network talking about Tom Brady officially signing with the Buccaneers today. TJ, you're the best. Stay healthy. Really appreciate your time. Love being on with you, Vince, and for everybody there in Knoxville. Uh, again, as Vince said, stay healthy, and, and we will get through this. We don't have sports right now, but this too shall pass. You guys be well. Thanks. That's T.J. Reeves, Tampa Bay Buccaneers sideline reporter here on 99.1, the Sports Animal.